Hello, and welcome to Temperament Unveiled, the key to unlock the true you. I'm your host, Tel Collier. And I'm Valerie Collier. Let's explore temperament. Shalom all. Tell them Valerie Temperament Unveiled. Good morning, guys. So, it's been a while. Here, we're back for season two. Um... We're going to do something a little different on today's episode. Uh, we kind of wanted to start off this season with um, something a little different, something, a good little uh, gift for you guys to get to hear Tell's origin story of being called into counseling. And so before we do that and kind of talk about what that is, why don't you open us up with a word of prayer, honey? Sure. Heavenly Father, we just take this time and get it to dedicate it to you, Jesus. Lord, I just thank you for the opportunity to be able to declare your goodness in my life. Lord, be able to trust in you with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding. Thank you that in all our ways, as we acknowledge you, that you make our path straight, Lord. So I just pray that this uh, this message will be an encouragement, uh, comfort, Lord, that it'll bless the people. Uh, maybe they can take some piece of this and apply it to their lives, Lord. So it just give you all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So um, some of my uh, favorite podcasters who have actually had the privilege to be able to uh, see in person and um, they've, well, she has prayed over me, uh, Sean and Krista Smith, some prophetic evangelists, um, I think from the Bay Area in California, uh, on their podcast, they talk about what is called origin story. And basically it's just the story of how um, one was saved or their testimony of how they found out who they were called to be, you know, what their calling is, you know, different things like that. And so we thought it would be kind of cool for you guys to hear Tell's origin story of how he was called into the ministry of counseling um, and maybe take something from it, you know, for yourself. And maybe you've been praying about what you're called to do or you know, whatever that looks like for you and thought maybe something from his story would be a blessing to you. So um, throughout this, we're going to talk about um, different things that kind of led him up to opening his counseling ministry. And in this, we're also going to um, read off some prophetic words that he has received. So honey, why don't you explain to us what a word of wisdom and knowledge is prophetic words that you received so that they have an idea of what we're going to be reading. So in 1 Corinthians 12, I'm not going to say specifics, but you can read it for yourself. Find it in 1 Corinthians 12. It talks about the nine gifts of the Spirit, nine manifestations of the Holy Spirit in the lives of, of His believers, of the uh, people that have a relationship with Jesus. Um, those who are Spirit-filled, been born again, they have a measure of the Spirit. And so these giftings, these forces of the Holy Spirit, if you allow Him... He'll flow through your life, and some of those uh, specific giftings are what we'd call the prophetic uh, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. So um, words of knowledge and wisdom can be defined as knowledge is things that's happened in the past, things that you may know, or that rather God reveals to a believer about somebody, and words of wisdom are things that will happen in the future. Maybe God will give a specific word about uh, something that needs to take place. Or if I've been praying about something, God reveals, you know, a step that I may need to take. That would be a word of wisdom. And so because of these words, um, a person can kind of structure some 
things in their life can start taking the practical steps of uh, their calling or maybe mm-hmm. some choices that need to be made, uh, decisions. And so yeah. it's just a great tool, if you will, one of the tool pieces of the Holy Spirit for uh, believers and non-believers as well. So. Yeah. Well, more often than not, these are going to be words that kind of confirm things you've already been feeling anyway. Words of wisdom, or uh, yeah, wisdom. So Yeah, these words of prophecy, I mean, if they're from the Holy Spirit and they're from God, they should resonate within your spirit. Uh, if you should have peace about it and it should should feel right in your spirit, mm-hmm. so to speak. And so that's kind of how you can discern the prophetic uh, prophetic words, whether they're from God or not, if they line up in your spirit. And if you know that, okay, this doesn't feel right, uh, this gives me, I don't know, some kind of... Uh, some kind of feeling opposite of what the Holy Spirit would bring, then that would tell you that this maybe it's not right. <laughs> is not the right word, or yeah. this person wasn't in the right spirit when they gave it, or they gave it out of flesh rather than actually using the word uh, mm-hmm. wisdom of God. So, anyways, you have to discern for yourself. But I just going to read that what the Bible said, uh, what Paul says, namely to Timothy in First Timothy one eighteen. Paul told Timothy. This I charge, uh, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Mm. So he's basically saying you've been given prophecies from the past. Use those prophecies so you can war the good warfare of the future. Uh, be able to get to where you need to go or to be able to stand in what you need to stand in mm. to be able to walk out the things that God's called you to do. And so that's what prophecies can do for you. And so when God gives you maybe a prophetic word or something's through somebody else, somebody gives you a word, write that word down. And if that, like, if that word resonates, uh, write that word down and use that word as a as a driving force to be able to get where God's called you to go, so to speak. So, yeah. Anyways, there's there's uh, plenty of precedence in the Word of God for those kind of things, but not everybody may quite understand it. So, anyways. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that that's kind of the uh, all those points that we needed to hit. So why don't we get started and. Um, I'll just kind of bring up some different words that were prayed over you and um, maybe ask you a few questions and just kind of answer those how they go. Uh, But all this started for you back in 2016. Uh, One word that you'd gotten back then was through um, a member of our congregation who's actually um, uh, on missions in Romania gave him a word when he was here visiting and it said that he has knowledge and skills that come from the Lord and that one day he would own his own business and lead people to Christ on the job and that it would be a joy to him. And so kind of explain how that just kind of opened up to you. Like what did that mean to you, that word at that time? So trying to go back and kind of where my mind was at that place, where my I guess my maturity level was in that time of my life. And I would say it's probably pretty weak. I didn't know my identity wasn't great. I wasn't sure of myself. I mean, I don't know all the different things to talk about. I I was probably a little broken. And so I was looking for 
I was looking for my purpose, I guess you could say. What does this destiny look like for me? And so when I got a word like that, it kind of sparked something in me, I guess. Um, gave me hope, I guess, knowing that, okay, God sees me. He knows where I am. He has a plan. And so I guess that was probably a spark or ignition that kind of fueled the next several years from there on out. So what 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 were you doing as in this time? Were you in ministry or did you have just like an everyday job? What what were you actually doing as far as that goes at this point? So right here in in this timeline, I was uh, working as a natural gas compressor mechanic, and I was making I was making good money. Um, I at the time I thought it was going to probably be a career for me just mm-hmm. because I made I made good money and. Uh, I was decent at it. I wasn't great, but I was growing in it. And so it was uh, It was a, a pretty good fit for me, I thought, at the time. Well, and a lot of people who go into this this type of job do make careers out of it because it's such a good job. Yeah, typically. And a lot mm-hmm. of the people I worked with were you know, in their 50s or 60s, and they've been doing it for 30-plus years. So yeah. I had the mindset that this was going to be a lifelong, lifelong career. And so, I, so, yeah, at the time, I... Didn't know what the future looked like, but I thought I was going to be continuing in this for a while. Yeah. Boy, did God throw a wrench in that plan. <laughs> yes, he sure did. Um, okay, so like he said, that that word right there just kind of sparked something in him knowing like, okay, well, maybe this isn't, you know, this isn't what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Maybe there is more for me. Um, but at this time, didn't know what that was, didn't know what that looked like. And so then we go into 2017. And uh, well, let me back up a little bit. I think it's probably important to okay. uh, bring something up. So in, when I started in 2012, I was saved. I mean, I made Jesus the Lord of my life, but I wasn't allowing Jesus to Lord in every area of my life. And mm-hmm. so I wanted the benefits of heaven, but I didn't really allow the word of God to consume me, I guess you could say. And so starting this job really was a turning point in my life in general. Mm. And so in 2012, like I said, I started off and when I started off, I wasn't a full blown mechanic at that time. That took a couple of years. And so at this time I was kind of like what you'd call roused about kind of just doing whatever I needed to do, whatever they told me to do. And a lot of it required, uh, brush hogging, mowing, especially in the summertime. And so this afforded me the opportunity to be able to, uh, put on headphones and I'd just start listening to the Bible app. And so be able to do this mundane task while also listening to the Word of God. And it was through this time that the Lord really started to impart His Word into my life. Revelation. I mean, just things were beginning to birth within me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Revelatory, just knowledge and understanding started coming to me. And the Lord was really speaking to me through those moments. It was a a precious time in my life. Mm -hmm. It was definitely a turning point as far as me being filled up with the Word of God. And understanding yeah. his, I guess, his goodness, his power, his truth in my mm-hmm. life. And so looking back now, I can see how these things were being birthed. Uh, Even back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, of course, didn't realize it at the time. But uh, so it was very important setting a time aside. Now I would just spend, you know, several hours mowing. So I would be consuming just uh, several books a Eight day. Eight plus hours, yeah. Yeah, I mean, several hours a day just listening to the Word of God and letting mm-hmm. it just 
wash over my mind. And so I just remember some special moments with the Lord. Uh, he really started dealing with my heart and just going to a deeper place, I guess you could say. But this is kind of the, uh, this is kind of the. Uh, that would really be the starting point, I guess. Yeah. I mean, as your wife, I can definitely tell, like, I, I knew there was changes happening in you because certain things that we were still doing or, you know, whatever, you had kind of started to say, I'm not, you know, going to do this or, you know, and I didn't even really know why, mm-hmm. you know, and it, until it just kind of came out that, like, you've been reading the Bible and God's really been speaking to you. And then your, you know, testimony impacted me, which that's another day, a story for another day, but... Yeah, it was definitely a catalyst for me. Yeah. Um, well, I remember even leaving... He worked for the city of Crescent first, where we live, and... I mean, he went from making not very much money at all to making really good money almost overnight. And so even right there, just a blessing from the Lord, you know. And, and that job was actually a testimony in itself because at the time, you know, I'd been going to church for coming back to church, basically. I had been kind of strayed away for a while. And I'd been coming back and being a little more faithful. And I was praying to God for a new job, a new opportunity, because I knew things at the city wasn't exactly something I wanted to do the rest of my life. And so this job ended up coming up, and uh, (laughs) it ended up being a really big blessing. And because of this job, I can say that it afforded me the opportunity to be able to grow in the things of God. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there was many different avenues that changed my life, but... It's funny that these little pieces all start coming together, and at the time you don't realize it, but looking back, you can see, I don't know, just God's Even hand back, in many yeah. different areas, and so it's pretty cool. Yeah. So it was definitely a catalyst. I started having convictions, obviously, a moral compass started coming to place mm-hmm. in my heart, and so it caused, it caused some change in me, but that was just kind of the beginning stages of of things taking place, so. Yeah. Anyway, ways fast forward from 2012 to 2016, I started becoming a little more mature, um, I started growing even more in the things of God and I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything in ministry, so to speak, other than I was working in my church as far as, uh, on the worship team. And I think I might've you would serve here there. serving in like maybe youth ministry and mm-hmm. things like that. But as far as doing anything particular myself or in my own ministry or anything, there was nothing like that. I was just serving in the church, but at this time it was. I was still growing, so it was four years into really just diving into the Word of God, allowing the Word of God to change me. Mm. So when this... When you needed to go through that process for you to really be ready, yeah. Well, everybody has to to grow up in the things of God. The Bible even says that we have to grow into the things and grow into the knowledge and understanding of Him. We can't be able to minister to others until we start seeing some change and getting change in our lives. And so yeah. Jesus was changing, changing my life, changing my heart. And so when this word came, it was kind of just a, just a reinsurgence, a reminder, I guess, that you know God has a plan for me and that I have things that he's given me, that he's, you know, when he created me, there's things that was birthed within me that I didn't even realize. And yeah. so it needed to be made known and unlocked. And so that was just a cool reminder. Well, even right then... Uh, you really didn't even know at that point that it was ministry that he was even talking about. You just knew that it meant that you were going to have your own job, you know, your own uh, company or something along those lines Mm -hmm. that, and you would lead people onto the job, but you still didn't know what all that entailed until, So I didn't quite know what that meant to, what what was the date on that again? Uh, That one was 
Oh, August of 2016. August of 2016 that I was going to own my own business one day. So, yeah, I didn't know really what that looked like. I, I actually at the time think it was leaning to, toward something more secular kind mm. of job, but that uh, even in that I would still be able to minister to others. So I didn't know at the time what that looked like. Yeah. Actually, I didn't know how that was going to play out because, like I said, I, I thought that being a mechanic was going to be something that was going to be a lifelong yeah. career so well uh jumping into 2017 um i think would you correct me if i'm wrong but i believe after that kind of sparked something in you is kind of where you started to kind of question god of like okay well what does this look like you know and and uh one morning during worship practice uh our worship leader at the time passed around a key and um and everybody who held the key, she gave a word over them from the Lord. And the word that you got was that you had hold the key to the heart of God and that God is going to open doors in your life. If you seek the Lord, he will reveal the steps for you and your family's future. And so that was in January. And then in March, you had another word that was do not doubt your calling. God will use you. Keep pursuing the Lord. So do you think that you were still kind of at this point questioning like okay you know it's been it's been six plus months at this point and you still don't really know you know what that looks like yeah thinking back into that time I mean I was just doing what I guess what I knew to do at the time I mean I was going to work going to church on Sundays just being doing what I needed to do just in life and Mm so um I mean I'm sure once I got that word I started beginning wondering what does that look like when is that going to take place what is that i mean yeah i'm sure the questions were probably periodically going through my mind i don't yeah. quite remember exactly where i was in my mindset at that time but i'm sure that there was questions that i wanted answered and so yeah well i know um one word that came a few months after that because that last one was in march of 2017 um and you really didn't uh that I can remember get any other words that were significant to this until August. And that was actually a word that the Lord gave through me to you. And I knew at that point that I actually think we were praying together. And one of the things you wanted to pray about is really struggling on, okay, well, I know God's calling me, but to what, you know, what does that look like? And what's the next step? And so we just were kind of praying about it. And while we were praying, I heard the Lord say the mission field is here. And so um, I I know that after that it was kind of like, I, I can't remember. There was another word that, was, that somebody was gave you, and this is kind of, I don't even have this written down, but it just made me think of, do you remember the word that you got about uh, truckers driving through our town and that you would be praying over them or something? It was something along those lines. No, it was... Talking about um, trafficking, I think that there would be semis or whatever semi trucks driving through our town. But because I was praying, something to do with me praying over this town in the effect that they would get conviction when going through it, mm. and because of that, they would change their lifestyles. Okay. Well, I just thought of that because it was around the same time, and that word, the mission field is here and stuff. And so, basically, at that point, we knew. At least I, you know, I feel like that was kind of a confirmation that we weren't supposed to leave Crescent, that our, you know, your calling was to stay here, whatever that looked like. 
And so... Yeah, I guess in my mind, well, I don't know, maybe it has to do with being from a a small town kind of mindset, uh, kind of a smaller church. Um, There's not a whole lot of ministries outside of being a pastor working in the church or being a missionary. And so at that time, I probably just didn't know all the different facets of opportunities of ministering at that Mm -hmm. time. And so probably my thoughts were... If I'm not a pastor, I guess it makes me a missionary or something outside of, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure, I guess, that thinking back, that's probably my mindset just because of ignorance and mm. immaturity and, and knowing those kind of things. And so yeah. I didn't really know what that looked like. So I'm Well, and really, in all honesty, your ministry that God called you to isn't, it's kind of a pioneering one anyway. It's not a normal one that people are like, oh, usually well, it's the fivefold, but that's it's not what you're looks area. like. I mean, it's it's well, it's not any, a new thing by any means in certain places, but for our area and for our, I guess, denomination, you might say it's kind of a new thing. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, um, I'm not going to read all the words, but um, there's a few more that were kind of significant in toward the middle end of the year in 2017 and I will but it just really throughout 2017 there were many words and they almost every word in 2017 was just a word of encouragement basically like God's not forgotten you do not despise small beginnings God's called you keep pursuing him you know and and so it's just good how knowing at that time that your mindset was kind of like God what is the next step you know praying about it and just wondering what am I supposed to do well, I think um, it's more than that as well, though. It's, I know myself, my own temperament, uh, and I knew that I have the ability to, a lot of times, can look at the glass half full rather than half empty. And so mm-hmm. when I'm not seeing things taking place or manifesting the maybe the, the way that I think it should or the times that I think it should, I'm sure I got discouraged. Yeah. And so that's just, with my personal relationship with the Lord, he has shown himself time and time again to be an encouragement to me. Mm. Not everybody needs that. Not everybody's the same as I am. But for me, especially with my own dealing with my own issues and, you know, maybe lack of identity, you could say, or confidence in myself or in the Lord, uh, I probably had a dealing with some discouragement. And so it was easy for me to get uh, discouraged. And so yeah. the Lord would keep coming in and encourage me, you know, so he's shown himself uh, good in that way of strong and so he's been gracious to me as an encouragement the holy spirit always encourages me so Mm. anyways interesting and nice to look back yeah um so at this time we were serving in youth ministry as youth leaders and um one of the youth came up to you and kind of mentioned i think you had maybe you had a um, goodness, maybe you had preached in youth that night or something. So, something had happened where she came to you and was like, hey, you should think about doing YouTube videos, something like that. And so I know at that time you were kind of like, you were really getting full of the word and really had this wisdom that needed to be shared. And so it was just kind of not really knowing what platform that was going to be. But then she came and kind of gave this suggestion. And so that led into you making YouTube videos. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I felt the Lord, um, I think I gave my testimony in youth. I had shared a little bit about my testimony and things that were taking place in my life and how I was growing at that time. And so 
I had shared my testimony, and yes, I think one of the youth, uh, one of the youth girls had mentioned making YouTube videos. This was back in the end of 2017, so YouTube was, you know, still I can't remember. Pretty popular, yeah. Popular, maybe kind of still new, fairly, and still coming out, and so. It was kind of the, all the rage, I guess. And so she had mentioned making YouTube videos to get it out there. And so I had this, you know, this giftings, these things that God has given me. I just didn't really have an outlet because I really didn't fit in any kind of mold that the, the normal molds, I guess you could say. And so I didn't really feel, didn't feel called to be a pastor. I didn't really want to be a missionary. Mm -hmm. uh, so I didn't really have a place, I guess you could say, for me particular. And so I didn't have really an outlet to be able to give my giftings away in that particular uh, area. And so she had mentioned the YouTube thing. And so I, I tried that out. And that's kind of my first, uh, first acts of being able to minister in, I guess, the Word of God and certain. So I would take themes... Um, and I would, you know, just make known the Word of God on certain topics and mm. themes. And so it was a kind of an easy way for me to start out with five-minute videos. Um, I'm not one to enjoy being in front of large crowds. And so <laughs> this afforded me the opportunity to kind of build up a little bit and be able to yeah. speak and talk and share things that were uh, near and dear to my heart in a way that was comfortable, I guess mm -hmm. you could say. And so I think it was all a building process. but Yeah. Stepping stones. Mm -hmm. I was going to actually mention this is kind of a side note, but it's funny how now looking back at it all, it's kind of like, well, this is exactly why temperament is important to know because had you'd went for something like a pastor, even though you don't do well in front of crowds, your temperament may have not enjoyed that very much. Yeah, I think it would have caused a lot of stress in my life, unneeded stress, and it would have put me in a position of maybe being resentful or uh, maybe a little angry because it mm. wasn't, wasn't right for me. And so it is important to know yourself, know what God's called you to do, know your strength areas, yeah. and also know your weaknesses. And <laughs> once you know a little bit about yourself, then you can plug into those things and mm -hmm. strengthen those things, the the good things about you, the strengths in your life. And so. Yeah. Yep. Had to throw that out there because uh, we wouldn't be temperament unveiled if we didn't talk about temperament for a second, right? Yeah. Okay. So um, you started the YouTube videos and I remember when you started those, you had so many people coming to you talking about how they watch your videos and just really a lot of encouraging words, some of our older congregation members and mm -hmm. And really just feeling like, wow, okay, this is definitely something that you're supposed to do. And feeling like uh, it was a stepping stone for sure. But still, at this point, had not really known. Yeah, it wasn't like I was trying to get big and become a YouTube star. No. I, mean, I, didn't, I knew that wasn't the end-all be-all, but I knew it was a way for me to be able to plug in and to be able a to A small share. outlet. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know what where that was going to go. Well, I remember um, you you had kind of made comments about that of like, well, I know this isn't the end-all be-all, and so what what is, you know? And, mm -hmm. and uh, you had gotten another word from um, our friend from Romania who said, do not despise small beginnings. 2018 will be a year of increase. And ministry doors will be opened. God is going to download new creative ideas. He will increase your wisdom and understanding. You're walking on the stepping stones of your calling. The YouTube channel is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so I just remember getting that word, you getting that word and being like, wow. You know, it's just like, 
God is, you know, saying everything that we're questioning, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, yeah, uh, definitely, uh, speaking right to where I was. And so, I mean, you can't, you can't negate that this wasn't the spirit of God speaking to my heart. Nobody can tell me any different. I know that this was God because it was things I was dealing with that, uh, he would have no, had no uh, idea about unless God revealed it. Yeah, That's, for uh, sure. Words of knowledge and wisdom. Like I said, God revealed things to him that God of course knows it all. And so he revealed it to this man of God and he related to me and, so he would give me some encouragement and some just uh, reminding me that God sees me, knows where I am, and he has a plan. Um, that was at the end of 2017. So now we're going to hop into 2018, unless you have something else you want to Yeah, mention. I was just going to say that it was at this time, towards the end of 2017, going through all this, there, there started to become this, what I would call, I guess, a holy dissatisfaction in my job. And so I already kind of known, I didn't really know what I was going to do in the future, but I know God had given a word about outing my own business, but I didn't really understand any of that. But that's still at the time, I'm sure I probably was living to make a career out of this because I didn't know any different. But it was toward the end of 2017 that I started getting this, I guess, dissatisfaction mm-hmm. about uh, doing something different, being called in the ministry in some capacity. But at the time, I still had no idea what that looked like. I yeah. just knew I wanted to do something. No, I remember this time. I remember, you know, you had kind of been questioning, you know, and getting words here and there, just kind of encouraging you. But I remember at this time, it really was starting to kind of, okay, this has been a whole year at this point. I still am not sure, you know, I yeah. know I'm doing things that are getting me involved in ministry, which there's a few other things that we'll bring up in 2018 but it still just wasn't the thing you know best way i could describe it is there was just something in my spirit something deep down inside that knows i was made me know that i was created for more something bigger than what i was doing Mm -hmm. and i just wasn't satisfied with where i was that's why i call it this dissatisfaction holy tension i guess you could whatever you want to call it there was something inside that motivated motivated me which i know is the holy spirit to cause change in my life Mm -hmm. except I didn't expect this next few months to be the change I was (laughs) looking for but (laughs) it goes to show that not everything turns out the way that we hope expect or think and so yeah or plan yeah yeah Yeah, buckle up because 2018 is a doozy yeah it was Uh, was a roller coaster well uh, beginning of 2018 our church did a um our annual business meeting and you were elected as a board member and I really don't know that that would have happened had you not started your YouTube videos. Because, I, I mean, people know you your whole life. You grew up in that church. But it's still, I just don't think people really knew what giftings you had, the anointing over your life, until you started being able to put it into that outlet. And so YouTube really, those videos really did open up a lot of things yeah, for I you. Yeah, it would, I don't know what you say, maybe prop me up in the eyes of others, so to speak, not necessarily me, but just that there were certain giftings and uh, abilities within me mm-hmm. that God's placed within there that needed to be seen and needed to be uh, expressed to others. And so uh, I'm typically an introverted person and quiet and keep to myself. And so I'm sure to a lot of people that, you know, people don't know what they don't know. And if they don't ever see me saying or doing anything, then they probably just think I'm, I don't know, just quiet, shy, or not motivated. I don't know what you might say, but Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily the case inside of me. That's just how I may express myself on the outside. And so 
Uh, sometimes we can get the wrong picture of people when we don't really know them on the inside. But yeah. I'm naturally inclined to be an introverted, quiet, typically keep to myself person. And so I'm sure to others that just look like look like I really wasn't <laughs> called or gifted, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was just, it was nice to see how, you know, there was certain things that took place that just, it's just like really throughout his whole testimony, you'll see how every little thing played a part in it was nice because you were probably only 27 or 28 at this, probably 27, I think. You hadn't quite turned 28, so you're pretty young considering the other board members' ages. And so mm-hmm. it was just kind of another little outlet, another stepping stone for him, you know. Um, and so, and then you had also gotten a word. I believe we were still in youth at this time. Were we still serving? What word? Were we still serving in youth at this time? Or had had we been asked to start up Ignite yet? I don't recall. Can't remember. Um, anyway, you'd gotten a word um, through our um, our good friend Janelle, and it basically was that the best is yet to come. Where you're going in the next five years is ordained by God, and so it was kind of like, okay, you know, next five years, buckle up, when you was know. That, word? You that was in January. It was January. right after you had been elected as a board member. Mm-hmm. Well, no, actually. I guess you would have been elected in February. So you would have gotten this word first, actually. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So anyway, and then um, the next thing that kind of happened in February, uh, we were just praying together as a couple, not praying over anything specific. But I really started to feel um, very strongly that I needed to intercede over your back. And your mind. And, um, Why don't you expound on that and share it with other people? Because this is going to be what you call a form of intercession. Uh, if we want to give a name to it. So in the Bible, you know, we're all called to intercede, which means just stand in behalf of somebody else. Stand the gap or bridge the gap for somebody, so to speak. And yeah. so this can be a spiritual gifting. Uh, maybe the Holy Spirit puts a certain person on your mind. Um, maybe a, a person and then in her situation, it was a specific area of their body. And so that was, could be the Lord is trying to speak to you saying that you need to do something on behalf mm-hmm. of this person because, you know, um, the Lord gives us the authority through the, through Jesus, the blood of Jesus, we have authority to call things and, you know, through faith into existence and we can stop the enemy's plans and so on and so forth. And yeah. it just shows that we have a voice to speak on this earth and the Lord calls us and it's our job, you know, to speak forth the word of God, to declare certain things and to change. Uh, we can change the future and we can change certain aspects of people's lives. And so yeah. it's just an interesting concept the abilities that, you know, that's the way God called us to work, the authority. And so this is a form of intercession. Um, and so why don't you explain how that played out? Well, um, one thing I can say for me in particular, which I think a lot of people would agree with me who have uh, had specific times where intercession has come on them. And it's uh, it's more than just a, oh, I need to pray for this person. It's almost a, I have to. A burden. Yeah, it's a burden, not in a bad sense, but yes, like if I don't pray for this person, I I can't contain it kind of feeling, you know, and that's kind of what happened. I just, I, I knew that I had to pray about this. I didn't know 
I didn't know why, but I was like, okay. And so I did, you know, I laid hands on you, prayed over your back and over your mind. And, um, you laid hands over me. Mm-hmm. I pr- laid hands on your I back. I thought I was pretty sure I wasn't there whenever this happened. I thought. No, we were together because the Lord gave me some words and stuff. Okay. Yeah, following. Maybe it was something else that you had prayed over me for. My... Yeah. No, you, we were together. We were in the room together. But anyway, um, but after that happened, the Lord, at, almost immediately after I laid hands, he actually gave me several confirmations through First uh, Timothy um, and many of the chapters, but basically confirmation that you would have a job working for the kingdom. So I think at this time you had maybe kind of known that you were called into ministry and maybe even had gotten a word about becoming a minister, like a certified pastor or whatever but um maybe that came later i don't know yeah at this point i just felt like i was calling ministry i just didn't know what that looked like yeah well anyway he gave me word that you would have a job working for the kingdom so it was just kind of confirmation that okay you are called into ministry the next thing was confirmation on your new position in the church board and then the next one was um pursuing becoming an ordained minister and uh that was all from First Timothy 3 through 5, basically each, you know, little confirmation. There was a verse that kind of came from First Timothy that just kind of confirmed all that for us. And uh, I just remember that time of prayer being really a really good time of prayer. That was one of the times that I remember um, the Lord really speaking to us. And I remember leaving that praying, you know, praying together and knowing, okay, ministry is it. But what does that look like, you know? And then a, mo- a month later, <laughs> something happened. So I'm going to let you take the reins and explain that. Yeah, and so I can't move on until I acknowledge the fact that I was looking for something and wanting and needing something, some change in my life direction. Mm. But that doesn't come about by accident. No. I mean, <laughs> We know that if we want change, I mean, if we want, we know God's called us to something, then I had to seek the Lord. I had to do something in order to get that. It didn't just come naturally. God didn't just poof, uh, make it appear. There was some work on my part, you could say, and so Mm -hmm. that required me to seek. Uh, There is a seek and you will find principle here. And so in order to find out what that specific thing was, I began the process of seeking. Yeah. And so there was a season here. I don't know how long it was, several months, I guess you could say, of of seeking after the Lord. And that required, and a lot of times, it was my wife and I going, going into the bedroom together and just praying. Praying for God's will to be made known, for Him to reveal that uh, mm-hmm. that thing that He had for me, specific thing. And so... There was a lot of seeking taking place in this time, and so yeah. I want to make sure and bring that out because it's important, and you can't overlook that aspect, or else no. you're not going to be able to find. There has to be a seeking, and so there well, was seeking on my part. Yeah, and I and obviously, we're not going to mention every little thing. You no, know, but this for is sense just of you out there that's looking. I want yes, to make yeah, know yeah. That these aspects that you'll have to do it for yourself because they don't just happen. No, no, no. But I just to make mention that there's going to be some things that don't get brought up only because we don't have the time for every little thing. Right. But 
just hit, kind of hitting the highlights. But yes, there was a lot of seeking, a lot of praying, a lot of time in the Word, a lot of things happening behind the scenes mm-hmm. as well. So. so all these principles that you have to apply for yourself. So Yes, anyways. for sure. So uh, what happened in March, honey? So in March... A year... Or no, a month exactly after yeah. I had gotten that in time of intercession. I don't remember what day it was. I know it was early March, I think. March 9th, I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways, March, uh, whatever day it was, I can't remember exactly. Anyways, the story was, I was outside, uh, we have a tree in our front yard, and I wanted to make kind of a flower bed area around it, and so I had worked out there, um, maybe cultivating the soil, I don't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. doing what needed to be done to be able to plant some flowers and stuff around there. And then I think later on that day, I went to the backyard with the kids and I played on the trampoline. I was on the trampoline. Um, it's not funny. I would get on my back and the kids would run around in a circle and I would swing my legs around and try to basically knock their feet from underneath them so they would fall on the trampoline. So it was this little game that we were playing and they were enjoying it. And so, you know, it's all fun and games. Later on, we went inside. And then if I remember correctly, I remember walking to, I believe, the bathroom walking through the hallway and all of a sudden I felt this sharp intense pain in my lower back and if I remember right I think I started kind of you fell falling to the floor mm-hmm. maybe falling on my knees I can't remember but anyways I couldn't stand stay uh, standing up and so that's when I knew okay well something's wrong here <laughs> I laugh because it's funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time. It it was actually quite scary. I wanted to rush him to the emergency room. He's very stubborn, does not like going to the doctor, so... So, yeah, I basically just tried to, I guess, wait it out or hoping that it would fix itself. Uh, I can't remember what day this was exactly, but I do remember that I didn't... Um, didn't go to the doctor for several days and I kept going to work and I can't remember two or three days later possibly maybe a whole week went by and nothing was changing and it was getting so bad that every time I jumped in my work truck it would kill my back just because of the jolt and having to bend and stuff like that and so finally after several days I'm like okay this it's not getting better nothing's changing so yeah I guess it's finally time to go to the doctor anyway so I went to the doctor and come to find out, long story short, I had a herniated disc. I just uh, herniated my L5-S1, and which caused sciatica. Yeah. And so this disc being out of place was pressing up against my sciatic nerve. And every time I would uh, bend over or move anywhere uh, other than a straight position, it would cause this sharp needle pain going down that sciatic nerve. And it was very uh, excruciating. And so now dealing with a whole new aspect in this uh, in this timeline here. So basically I had to take off work, uh, short-term disability at the time, not realizing it was actually going to be a long-term thing. And so long story short, here we are. I have sciatica and I'm at home <laughs> dealing with the process of trying to heal and recover. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so so, I guess I want to bring up, she said that she did pray for me and interceded for my back. Now I don't fully still know to this day what all that looked like or why I, uh, 
I still got hurt. Something happened to my back. She prayed for it, interceded for it, and yet something still happened. And I can't tell you why exactly did it play out the way it did. Um, I just know looking back now, obviously, there were some things that needed to take place in my life, some changes. And you can look at this being a change that ended up being for my good. So we could say probably it was possibly the enemy maybe trying to prevent something, but yet whatever reason this bad thing happened but you'll find out later that some good came out of it yeah. so i can't explain why it happened um why the praying the interceding didn't change but maybe the praying and interceding was that through this thing god would be able to work in my behalf maybe that's what it was i don't know but yeah anyways yeah it was definitely uh god taking something bad and ended up you know using it for good and so let's kind of get into that, actually. Um, like you said, you took short-term disability. At this point, you didn't know that... Uh, there was going to be some long-term changes. Long-term changes. And uh, so you were. we were really... Because I was still a stay-at-home mom at this time. Mm-hmm. And so we were really uh, seeking the Lord during this time, pursuing Him in worship and prayer together. And uh, boy, He really started to plant some seeds and and so basically it afforded me the opportunity to be home every day and so i had to do a lot of laying because uh, i couldn't move a whole lot and so they actually the doctor said that i needed to rest and lay uh, lay on the couch or the bed or whatever stay straight because anytime you sit up or move or angle your back is when it really started hurting so basically this afforded me the opportunity to be home a lot and um, i was getting paid for short-term disability and so I was able to start pursuing the Lord even more. So this was kind of just uh, another mm-hmm. one of those moments that propelled into the next the next thing. And yeah. so the, the next puzzle piece, you could say, to this picture. Yeah. Um, well, during this time, the Lord had kind of given me a word uh, about fallow ground season and that you had been in a season of, um, you know, having a fallow ground and that the last few years was you... Uh, breaking up the soil and getting rid of the weeds and thorns for, you know, a heart to lay a harvest, you know, and we knew that that was pretty significant word from, you know, all the were you know, reading and seeking and praying. And so, mm-hmm. um, God had to change some things in my heart and he also had to give me to be able to work out the ability to minister to others because it's not enough to just know things and to be gifted, but you got to be able to know how to, to talk to others, how to yeah. be able to speak to others, communicate to others. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a, you can learn. These are learned things that has to take place in order to be able to reach and to be able to minister to others. And yeah. So. Well, um, I, I remember during this time of prayer that, Well, let me back up. I remember during this time, you really had started being pretty vocal about the fact that you didn't feel called in to be a pastor. You didn't feel called to be an evangelist. You didn't feel called to be this, that, you know, that you're just kind of like, I just don't really know what that looks like because I don't want to preach in front of big crowds. Mm -hmm. But I have things that I want to teach people. I have wisdom that I want to share, but I can't do it in front of a crowd. And so it was kind of like, well, then what does that look like? You know, you'd been really kind of, um, vocalizing that. And so we were praying and, and, uh, one of the words that the Lord gave to me for you was that, uh, basically I'm not going to read the whole thing, but, 
um, that to trust his timing. He knows what he's doing and he has a plan and a purpose and that he goes on to say that not called to speak in front of a crowd. That's just doors being opened for spiritual growth. Um, called to teach small individual groups, individuals. And then I had a vision of you sitting at a desk in an office and there were two people sitting in front of your desk and you were counseling them. And that at this time during this vision, you were at complete peace and you were just in your element. Like, this is it. This is what I'm doing, you know? And uh, I, the Lord just kind of gave that vision and I I brought that up to you and you just kind of were like, wow, you know, it just resonated within you. Mm-hmm. And then that was when the God kind of went on to say that counseling was what you're called to do and that we need more Christian counselors willing to speak truth because there's, you know, so many counselors in the secular world that are not giving you true freedom, you know, and it just, it was just all that he went on to say, it was just very, it just made sense. It was like that piece of the puzzle you've been looking for and finally found it. You yep. know? Just like it clicked and like that that's it. Yep. God wanted more light advice in the dark. Dark. And so there's many therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists. I don't wanna bash anyone. But no. If they're not teaching not. the truth of the word of God, then how are you gonna find freedom and be delivered from from these things, from bondage. And so it's the word of God that changes our life. And when we apply certain principles from the word of God, it can bring freedom. And so God wanted uh, wanted me to shine his light through me in the counseling room. Yeah. And so. so we finally got, you know, what we felt like, this is it, counseling. This is what I'm called to do. Um, when did you, okay, so I don't want to jump ahead, but... When did you find out that there was long-term things that were going to have to change in your job? I don't think it was too long after that word. No, and so this happened in March. My birthday is actually March 26th. So this mm-hmm. happened a couple of weeks before my birthday. So this carried over, I think, March, April, May. I think it was around June. Mm-hmm. I know it was before our our church takes an annual river trip, and I believe it was before that. I think June is when I started doing looking into counseling is that what you're referring to well when when you were basically told you couldn't keep working basically and so i had i had figured counseling before that happened yes that's why i'm like i think that was kind of what happened next yeah i had started you didn't mention it but i had started actually finding and so after i knew that counseling was right we started going through the process of trying to find the right counseling that was you know for me and so i found this one I was praying about it, and all of a sudden, this one popped up on a specific site, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's cool. That's confirmation." So I started looking into it, and realized that was the right, that was the right thing that God had for me, and so mm-hmm. I started doing that. Started uh, taking the steps, beginning to, the process, yeah. yes, of paying for the you know, of counseling and initiating it. And, uh, so I was involved in starting out on the counseling process, and I think it was June when that took place, and I started doing that. And I think it was not too long after that that it was at a point where I was taking some um, some shots. What was that called? Steroid uh, shots in your back. Yes, I was mm-hmm. having steroid injection shots. I think I had two rounds. And so it was starting to help a little bit, but I knew that there was still some progress to be made. And it came to a point where I either had to get... Um, get surgery on my back or 
um, something had to take place in my job. And so I needed, something needed to shift. I needed to either go back to work or get uh, surgery, I believe, because it was running out. And so I couldn't go back to work because I, in order to go back to work, you had to have a, basically a doctor's note saying that I was better and able to go back to work. It was either all or nothing. And since I wasn't better, I was basically forced to either have surgery or resign. So that's, that's what it was. That's where I'm at. And so at the time I didn't want surgery. I didn't feel like that that was the right move for me, especially at my age. Well, and you had just found out I'm not even going to be here forever anyway. Yeah. I found out what God's, you know, something that God's called me to start pursuing. And I was 28 at the time and I didn't want to do back surgery. And so I'm like, Okay, well, now I'm starting to I'm have to have a point where I'm going <laughs> to have to resign from this job. And so what did that look like? Because obviously starting out in counseling, I'm not there. And so there's many questions I still had unanswered. Uh, so I was still nervous. I was still questioning certain things. How does this actually look and play out? Because from where I started to where I needed to be, there was a still lengthy process there and I was having to resign from this well-paying job. Yeah. And so there was, uh, this was the next time in my life of of walking that out, I guess you could say. Yeah. And well, so, it was kind of scary because in a, one side of the coin, it's like, well, if, you know, now that I'm having to resign from this job, I definitely have the time. But on the other side of the coin, it was a really good paying job. And now you're starting school. How are we going to afford this? And yeah. so it was definitely a uh, step of faith <laughs> Yeah, uh, to, to leave uh, that job. Well, it wasn't necessarily what I would call ideal, <laughs> no. but uh, it was necessary. Uh, obviously, there were some things mm. that needed to play, take place within this time period that the Lord needed to do further before I was able to reach that end yeah. goal, you might say. And so yeah. it was the next season, next puzzle piece coming on. Yeah. So. so, so we, um, like I said before, our church goes on an annual river trip every year to the Illinois river. And, uh, so our family ended up going, um, and I, this may have been the one time you came with me. The first time you had come with me since I started doing youth. I'm not sure. But anyway, um, our friend from Romania, he gave another word. And basically he said uh, that you should pursue getting your credentials. And um, He said that, that I'm sure that I'll be here with you. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I, I just think it was the first time you'd come to the river with me. Probably so. Um, but anyway, uh, and when, when so... This was, it would have been July of 2018, so we're still in 2018, mm -hmm. um, but what's funny is I don't think he, he may have had a small inkling of what you were doing, but I don't know that he knew for sure exactly what you were looking into as far as like counseling and stuff, but with the counseling, the one you chose to do, you have to become a credentialed minister, and so it was just kind of funny that it was just, it seemed like another confirmation basically yeah. that that's what you were you know supposed to do and mm -hmm. and also at this river trip I had another vision and um I, I want to bring this one up because like we'd kind of said before in our area and in our denomination Christian counseling isn't super 
I guess it's just kind of a new thing that's kind of maybe just started coming around the last few years. Not really well known. So yeah. I guess there's probably some some fears or some uh, questions or worries they may have because they don't fully understand it. They mm-hmm. don't really know what takes place. And so they have this. Well, I think you look at counseling and you see the secular world. You know, you don't yeah. you don't think about, you know, the yeah. fact that there are Christian counselors and counselors, you know. I just think they have just, there was a misconception, mis, misperception on it. And so. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I had this vision and it was you jumping off the cliff at the river. So at the river, there's just one spot, spot called the jumping spot. And uh there's usually one person that they kind of pick to go jump off to make sure that there's no you know tree limbs or anything under it that have been swept away so that the kids don't get hurt and anyway I'd had a vision of him jumping off at the cliff and he was diving into the river into the unknown basically is what it was and um that he was the first one and it made him you know, a leader, but basically what it was is that he was pioneering something new is kind of what this vision stood for. And, um, it was just kind of, you know, more confirmation for us because we knew like counselor wasn't, it doesn't fit the typical mold of something that, you know, you see usually it's not in the fivefold ministry, you know, and, and so it's a new thing, you know, and so it was just kind of confirmation of like, okay, so my calling is out, is outside the mold and that's okay. You know, and so anyway. Yeah. But uh, a few months later, you've been doing schooling at this point. Um, we had another friend of ours come from Tulsa. And uh, I think at this point, which correct me if I'm wrong, I don't want to speak out of term, but you had started counseling, but there was maybe some things happening that you weren't able to maybe purchase school because we were kind of, Low on money. This would have been October, yeah. So I started schooling in, I think it was June, for sure, July. So it's been about four months since I actually started. And so I don't remember exactly. Um, I had started and I had some textbooks, I think, that I had gone over and stuff like that. Yeah. the first phase, I'm not sure. And I think you were supposed to go into the next one. Something was happening at this point. It was kind of a... uh, Probably financial, yeah. I imagine, because it's kind of a pay-as-you-go kind of thing. And so I did the first phase and paid the first uh, investment toward that. But then I got to the next part, and probably because of everything going on, um, me quitting my job and ended up having to uh, start it up mowing, a mowing business. Mm. Uh, me and a friend of mine joined together and started mowing and so and that was our only f- source of income so things were tight yeah yeah so you still didn't have a job Mm-mm. and so this was october so i'm sure why uh, mowing season was beginning to wind down and so the finances were starting to dwindle and so i knew god called me to do this thing but i'm at a phase where i can't move on because i don't have finances so i'm sure there was probably a lot of questioning and me wondering okay what's going on here yeah because i assumed that if god called me to it then everything would just fall into place mm-hmm. and that wasn't quite realistic yeah and so there uh, god made it happen but there was still some things that had to be worked through uh, mm-hmm. some, some some realistic things and so yeah and and so i just remember this night uh this was around a time where I, I remember just kind of like, God, if this is what I'm called to do, how am I going to have the money to do this? How is this going to be possible? 
and our our friend prayed over you and uh he just said that he had had some you know some, some words he wanted to share with you and that yeah this was in um, youth. Did you it was that? in youth yes this was in youth i was oh, my wife and i was helping out in the youth mm-hmm. and so he came as a, a guest speaker and was ministering to youth preaching to the youth and uh, at the end of it i think he i can't remember maybe it was over and he had came to the back and i don't know i guess maybe the lord gave him a word or he felt uh felt led to pray over me and so he prayed over me and he and me. i don't think he knew us very well at this time no so i don't he think didn't. he even knew what you were doing no he had no idea that i was as far as i know he didn't know anything about me starting out in counseling yeah and like that, so. yeah so <laughs> that's just what's funny i like to bring that up because it's funny when i read this word how it just kind of shows you know god is it can't there's no way it could have came from anybody but god you know and so mm-hmm. um this friend of ours, uh, he had no clue what he was doing. He had no idea that you were doing any kind of schooling, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the word he gave you was, you have a unique ministering calling. The schooling you're doing is right where the Lord is leading you. Um, so basically just confirmation about doing the right, you're, fo- you're doing the right thing and you're following the path the Lord is leading you. Mm-hmm. And then he followed it up with the Lord told him that he was pleased with you. And so it was just kind of like, wow, you know, like... It's just so good. These words, that's why I like to read them because if you knew all the behind scenes stuff, you guys would understand more obviously of why these words meant what they did at the time that they were given, you know? Because there's obviously emotions involved and all kinds of different things that we can't really bring up or recall, but there was things we were going through. Or express, Mm -hmm. yeah, you know? And so, you know, these words meant a lot. They were precious. Mm-hmm. Uh, more precious than finances and so very precious and so it was just another another encouragement you could mm-hmm. say for the lord he was able to encourage me and make me know okay he sees me he's pushing me on to continue continue to run the race continue to fight the good fight and so that's to me that's what it meant and so yeah just another reminder that he's for me he's encouraging me and so there we go now i have filled up again with confidence you can yeah. say God confidence, and so that kept me going until the next, the next, <laughs> the, next <laughs> the thing. Next thing. <laughs> well, uh, so we'll lead up into that. Um, that word was given at the end of October, and your mowing season was coming to an end. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, now you're doing schooling. We have children and bills and all these things coming up, and so we needed finances, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, you ended up getting an, a job, a part-time job. Um, so tell us about that. Um, yes. So I think this was what, November? Yes, it would have been November. A bit November, so mowing and season had basically ended. And so I knew that I'm going to have to start looking for something. And in this time, you know, my back wasn't completely healed, but it was mm-hmm. to a point where I could, uh, I could do things. Obviously, I was mowing and stuff. And so... My back wasn't completely better, but it was to a point where I could, I could uh, start doing some other things, work and stuff like that. And so, um, this this job came up. Uh, it's called a residential advisor, an RA for a um, um, job core center. Job core, yeah. It's basically where they take uh, troubled youth and they try to give them skills in the workforce, so that way they can have a way to bring an income and have some uh, some ways to support themselves. And so a troubled youth center and so a residential advisor was one of the persons that kind of would oversee the, the youth in their dorms. And so... Well, and we thought, 
hey, this might be a perfect job for you because you could kind of mentor these kids, you know, to a certain extent. And yes. this isn't a Christian center, so you could be a light in the dark, mm-hmm. you know. And so we thought it was going to be a perfect fit. But the bad thing about it was that it was a graveyard shift. Yeah. And so I ended up having to take graveyard. And so I started in November. And to be honest, it was really tough for me. One, because it was this job, making mention of it, it was something totally new than I've ever done before. Mm -hmm. So up to this point, I was typically a a blue-collar work. And so working for the city, working as a mechanic, I mean, this is blue-collar work. And now I'm entering into a place where I had to wear nice shirts, button-up shirts, slacks. And so Mm -hmm. I had to be uh, present myself in a way that was, you know, respectable and uh, authoritarian, authoritarian, authoritative (laughs) towards the youth and so and it was just a whole new it was just a whole new game for me Mm -hmm. and so there's some perspective changes that had to take place during this time and so I worked the graveyard shift and like I said it was very tough because it was pretty boring and it was just kind of mentally strenuous so I was you know sitting there basically me and another person in this room and I mean, basically every once a couple hours you go and check the rooms and make sure they're sleeping. In the morning times you check their rooms and make sure they clean. And it was just this, I don't know, just after a while it was very tiring and I didn't, I didn't like it. And so yeah, it was definitely a season. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and he had come to me and made it clear that this is just not it's not fitting with me. I don't, you know, I don't enjoy this. It's not working out, you know, and so we prayed about it and, and I felt the Lord kind of give the okay that, you know, this, it was okay to pursue something different. And, uh, he told me that this job was a confidence building exercise, which really, I mean, you just, you just kind of explained it all. Like you would not really ever, dressed in a way of like presenting yourself in an office style, you know, mm-hmm. you'd never, you know, been in a position of authority over, you know, other people really. And so it was just definitely things that God used this job to help build your confidence in those areas. And mm-hmm. so, um, so you ended up leaving that job. Yeah. And so it only lasted, I was only able to take it for about three months. So it was really just a season looking mm-hmm. at the season life. Uh, one season there and so uh, I think it obviously there were some things that needed to take place there because I had prayed about this job and I felt the Lord called me to this job Um, and so I don't think it was out of my flesh or it wasn't by accident I think there was a purpose there and it had served as per its purpose for my life and some Mm -hmm. things that needed to change my own perspective and perceptions and so finally got to a place where I just uh, I was done I couldn't take it anymore and so Mm -hmm. I think it was January of 2019, I guess, that I finally resigned. Yeah. And I don't even know if I had a job lined up. You didn't, didn't no. have a job lined up at that time. No, but you had been praying about it, and the Lord opened an opportunity for you. Um, yeah, I didn't just leave the job. I mean, I was praying, okay, Lord, I, I can't hardly take this anymore. I'm praying that this is to be released, I guess you could say, from it. And so I felt the release to be able to leave it because it was really starting to weigh on my mental health to be honest and so getting to a place where I just it was so stressful and I got so tired of it that it was just done yeah (laughs) just done dark time (laughs) mentally but you know well and I think 
I can't remember how fast you ended up getting the other job, but I think the reason that it was kind of like we felt like it was okay is that tax time was coming up and different things that were happening and that we would have a little bit of income to hold us over until, yeah, you know. Yeah, maybe. I know it would have been another couple of months before tax came, but yeah, for whatever reason, I know we prayed about it, felt released. And yeah. I knew the Lord had something else lined up is what I believed. I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And so. Well, uh, before we jump into that, though, we'll I'll just say here, 2019, so we're now we're in 2019. Honestly, 2019 was kind of a quiet period. I mean, there was a lot going on, but there wasn't, it was more of you just doing your schooling and you were planting and planting and planting and learning. And, yeah, it was a time you know, of building. It was. My, uh, my calling, building my counseling, yeah, uh, schooling, textbooks, mm-hmm. and things like that. And so. so there wasn't a whole lot that happened in 2019, except for you did eventually end up getting another job. Um, mm-hmm. And that was at a, a company, yeah, a Christian-owned a, company. A machine. Working for a machine shop, an uh, oil field, they would, they would build uh, parts for the oil field. And so I was uh, what they called working on the deburring, so I would clean up the parts basically once they had been made and assemb- uh, assemble them. So assembly and deburring them. So anyways, that was, uh, that was another season right there. And I think <laughs> I started that in February, I believe. So it would have been about a month after... Yeah. So within a month, I had gotten that job, and so I think I worked Job Corps November, December, January, and then I think I worked at Tri-Lift, I believe, February, March, and April. So another three months. So I knew yeah, it wasn't long, but... There... Both of these jobs were literally three months each, so each one was an actual season. Yeah, and it was nice because uh, at this job, Tri-Lift, you were working with church family, essentially. I mean, these were people yeah, who we went good, to church with. For the most and, part, most, most everybody there was saved and spirit-filled. So it was a, the environment was, wasn't it was so good. hostile. Yeah. So. But uh, another medical situation came up and you started to get carpal tunnel. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's not exactly the reason why I left there. Uh, Carpal tunnel did start developing because of working uh, on the deburring and assembling. I had to have my arm in a position in such a way for so many hours that it started to develop carpal tunnel in my hand. And so after three months, it was it was the same thing kind of here, not to the, as extreme, but it was starting to weigh on me. Like, okay, this isn't this isn't it. This is I can't hardly take for whatever reason that being in that position just I couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. So I knew it was. Time to move on. And so Lord brought it up. It carried me through the season. And so that season was over. And so, um, and so yeah, then you, uh, uh, how fast did it, did the other job end up coming up? And so at this time. You'd started mowing again. In March, April. Yeah. And because I had already, um, mowing season was starting up again and I already owned all my equipment and everything like that. And so I already had the stuff to be able to mow again. And so that's when at this point, uh, it was April. So mowing season started up. And so I began mowing again. And so that carried me through the summer, yeah, August. And, uh, back basically when mowing season started to slow down, August came around. And so that's when I, started looking for uh, another job yeah well in um throughout the summer uh when you were doing mowing was and in these mowing times were other you know were 
times where we could pray together and different things like that. Um, yeah, and I want to say real quick that I don't necessarily like, I felt like I had to go through several jobs. And I didn't really like that because that's not really me and my character. And I had worked as a mechanic prior to these things for six years. And because of certain things, that's required me to change. And so, I mean, I wasn't, I didn't want to keep changing these jobs. And so that's, I mean, however that's going to look, if this is your situation, it's going to look differently for you. I don't know how that plays out in each person's life, but for whatever reason, there was a season where I had to go through several different jobs. And so I didn't necessarily like it, but it's something that had to be done for my sake. And yeah. So. Well, because you've always been a very faithful employee. Yeah. I mean, you were at the city since you were 16 and then you... You know, when you left that in your 20s, you went to... Yeah, from 16 know. to 22. Um, and then from 22 to 28 is when I worked in energy transfer. And so yeah. I didn't have a history of switching jobs. And so it was kind of uh, it was kind of different for me. But it was. I know that I remember at this time you were feeling kind of yucky about it. It was just like, man, I really don't like the fact that yeah. I've had to switch jobs so much. But we know this, that there was a reason for yeah, it. Yeah, I was so. caught in this place between trying to find working out my calling and, you know, finding a job. Cause I knew no matter what job I got was only going to be temporary yep. because I know what I was called to do. And so I had to try to navigate through that. And so that was pretty difficult. Yeah. And so, you know, of course we had other people involved, maybe family members or friends who kind of probably perceive you a certain way because they don't quite understand the whole story. And I, you know, I don't usually talk a lot about my business, but they probably wondering why I switch jobs a lot or maybe look fickle or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, so flaky, I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely kind of a difficult time for me. And yeah. So kind of made me probably feel a little, I don't know, yeah, a little bad about myself, I guess, yeah. or whatever. So anyways, August came along. Another job opportunity opened up at Crescent Public School District. As a, uh, and it was definitely an answer to prayer because yeah. our pastor actually is the one who brought it up to you. Mm -hmm. And I don't even know if he knew you were praying for a job. And, um, but he brought it up to you and you applied and you ended up getting the job. So. Yeah, so I started as a mechanic. Uh, actually, it was maintenance, but I also worked in as a bus mechanic, mechanic on yeah, transportation mm -hmm. on buses. And so that basically from 2000, August 2019 carried me over for until you started your ministry mm -hmm, the yeah. next several seasons until yeah until 22 so the rest of this time from um august up until he yeah until he opened his ministry he was now at the public school system so he had this job throughout the rest of these you know times that we'll be discussing but um, through this time, trying to navigate between being a father, being a husband, being an employee, and also doing schooling. So, yeah. believe me, it's not easy. And so, mm -mm. you'll have, if this is you, what God called you to do, you're going to have to set aside time and try to balance it out to the best of your ability. And I always, yeah. I didn't always do it right. I mean, there was, there was times when I would be really strong and go, go strong and then kind of back off a little bit it's like life happens and things come up and well for example the school that he had started was typically what a two-year program 
Um, two, two to three. Actually, it's probably, I think they would say more like four because it was a undergraduate and bachelor's degree. And so, so four years. Well, it would typically a four-year school if you were to play it out like if you were actually um, brick-and-mortar style. Okay. And so, yeah, it would have been about a four-year program, but it was it was uh, advancing. Um, it was You could pay as you go, but it was also learn as you go. And so it was self-paced yeah. uh, based upon how much effort I put into it. And so, Mm -hmm. anyways. Well, um, just to kind of jump back a little bit, uh, I forgot to mention this at the beginning, but I think it's important to mention. um, This would have been, you would have been at um, energy transfer at this time, the natural gas mechanic job. This may have been maybe a few years after you'd started there, but I had been praying about different things or myself. And there was a night where the Lord gave me the word wisdom. Mm. And I I won't go into all the specifics of that, but I knew that word was for you. Yeah, I think it was I think you were at youth or something. It was a probably a Wednesday night and so youth it was No, I think it was a a night of prayer actually. Sunday night. On a Sunday night. We had a special speaker, so I'm, that doesn't really matter. But anyway, I knew that this word was for you and I gave it to you at home and it was immediately like that makes a lot of sense. You know, this is why yeah. when I read the word of God, things really stick out to me that other people may not, you know, or you can retain the Bible a lot different than other people. So, yeah, I mean, this is an important, something I forgot about, an important thing that I didn't actually piece it into everything else at the time. But looking back now, I know that was another aspect that God was making known. One, building my confidence, not in myself, but in, the way that God has created me. And so this is another place that temperament can play a part because mm-hmm. because of my temperament, uh, the way God's created me, that I have the ability to retain certain things. And I'm able to maybe uh, piece things together that other people might not see. I'm yes. able to see kind of see things in timelines and things like that. And so it's just, it's a gifting that God's given me. A lot of it has to do with temperament. Um, and just, I'm able to, I guess you could say like Solomon. It's not it's not prophetic wisdom in the get in the sense of that God gives me prophetic words of wisdom over people, but it's just wisdom, uh, wisdom that comes from the Word of God, knowing God's mm-hmm. Word and applying it yeah. in a in a practical way that will bless and benefit our mm-hmm. life. And so that's really what it is: being able to to know things, to understand things, and take that and doing something with yeah. it. Well, I remember after getting this word, actually, this may have not been too long before, um, ah, man, I don't know. I don't remember when this happened, but it may have been not too long before you started your YouTube videos because I remember after getting that word, I kind of, I was being a little pushy. You need to figure out a way that you can share this wisdom (laughs) because I knew that you, I knew there were things that you, you contained within yourself that needed to be shared, but I just didn't know how. Yeah, it was probably 2017. So this this word really did. It was one of the, another one of those times in my life that really shifted some things. Probably my own my own uh, self image, I guess you could mm-hmm. say, or confidence, identity kind of things. And so to know that I had this this important thing that God has given me, and so mm-hmm. it was just, I guess, a confidence building thing. You know, something that something I knew that was important for me. Yeah that God has given me that I'm able to use for his glory. So yeah. Yeah. It was another cool thing that the Lord revealed. And so it meant a lot to me. Yeah. 
looking back, I remember it was definitely a definitely a cool thing in my life. Mm-hmm. So, well, I I wanted to jump back and bring that up because jumping back into twenty nineteen, um, like I said, this year was kind of a quiet year. It was really just you plowing, just you out, know, yeah. yeah. And so, um, but in May of twenty nineteen, he gave me a word, and it was that you had been um, blessed with a strong anointing of wisdom that. God has given you the key to his heart, which is able to unlock deep revelations in the word. And, um, and we knew that that word specifically meant like you would use the wisdom and through the word of God to be able to help others, Mm -hmm. you know, and I had the vision of the Bible and there was a lock on the front of the Bible and you had the key to unlock it. And it was just, and we knew that there was just a knowing in that vision that this is yeah. you using this wisdom God has put in you to help other people. Yeah. And so, um, just a metaphor or a picture of me applying the word of God that, you know, keys to the kingdom, uh, light knowledge, when the light shines, the darkness flees. And so all these pictures and metaphors and ideas that just applies to me being able to minister to others yeah. through, through the word of God. Mm. Um, also, I hate to do this, but I this is another thing that was probably a big point for you that needs to be brought up, and that was the word about paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Um, that was back in 2018. It was in June of 2018. So it was, I guess, June. I guess that would have been um, when that month, the month that you had to leave your job because you'd hurt your back. 2018. Mm-hmm. Yes. It was so what's crazy is that this word fell on that month that you had had to leave your job. You actually at this point you'd probably already had I to. I had just started schooling and I would probably either had to or was just about to resign. Yeah. Um but uh our pastor's wife gave a word to him um from the Lord that said long before tells time choices were made in his family and it caused a veil. But that is shifting because of decisions he's made. The anointing on his life now it um god is taking him into a new dimension to do things bigger than himself and beyond his understanding it is a word of joy it's going to spread into his family and uh basically she said a paradigm shift is coming and what he's going to be doing is going to bring connections and these connections are going to bring souls into the kingdom and uh i remember that word being like a really big point you know of yeah, it was it was a big thing, but it was really kind of a mystery, honestly. Yeah. Because for me, it was didn't really know to know these things. But don't really understand what that looks like. Yeah. So, uh, at the time, I probably didn't take it with great wonder and amazement. I guess you could say, but more like confusion. Well, I, 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 yes, I agree with that, but I don't feel like it, I do feel like it, you knew it meant something. I knew it was big. And yeah. It was important. It was just because of my natural need to know mm-hmm. and understand and I didn't, that's what I guess, I guess the confusion I brought in. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was cool. Um, God, uh, speaking these things, I just, I just wanted to know what it meant. Well, and wasn't it a few, we didn't talk about this, but it may have been even a few months later that we were asked to start running Ignite out of the point. Um, And I remember that word. If it wasn't, I remember this word being brought up because it talks about decisions that were made in your family caused a veil, but those were being lifted. Well, for those who don't know, we've probably talked about on the podcast before, our, my, me and Tell run a uh, 
a, a young adult connect connect group out of the build, our built church's building called the Point, and um, it's kind of like um, an outreach slash coffee shop slash. So, uh, he has his office up here, different things like that. But anyway, this building was, used to be a bar back in the day and actually his grandpa owned it. And so it was just kind of interesting whenever we were asked to kind of run this ministry, run this building, it just, I remember putting the pieces together that, oh, things that were done in your family before. And now you're, you know, it was just a point of connection, I guess. I remember that being mm. a point of connection, but anyway, Obviously, that word meant more than just that, but we come to find that out later. But I wanted to bring it up because it was back in 2019, and I had missed it. But anyway, so, or 2018. Yeah, and of course, I think it was just some, what it means to me is that there was some people in my family in the past who possibly could have had a baton to run for the Lord and chose not to. And because of that, there was some hardness, some veils being brought mm -hmm. up. But because of my choices that I made and some direction I was wanting to go, the Lord was willing to pass that baton on to me. Yeah. And so there was uh, certain choices that I made that glorified God. And so because of that, perspective, uh, perspective changes. Mm -hmm. uh, shiftings were taking place in my mind about who I was, where I came from, where I'm going, those kind of things. And yeah. So, um, well, I'm going to jump forward because like I said, 2019, there really wasn't a lot going on 2019 uh, and 2020, which of course we all know uh, 2020 was when COVID hit and so a lot of things changed for a lot of people. But really for us, it nothing changed. No. I mean, for us, it was... We were both really um, prepping the land is what the Lord tells me, which I'll talk about that in a minute. But 2019, 2020 were, so to speak, quiet for us other than this is just the time that we were really seeking the Lord and really praying. And and he was doing his schooling. I had started a job. Um, and so it was kind of quiet in 2019, 2020. But so we get to 2021 and um, we went to a... Uh, and, we went to a Christmas party for, uh, I think it was worship, right? Worship team Christmas party. Um, and we had had to have it in January because we were all so busy throughout the month of December. And uh, our pastor's wife, she was the leader at the time, and she had written certain words down on little cards and a verse that went with them, and she stuck them in like a Santa Claus hat or something. I don't know. But uh, she went around the circle for the worship team and every single person drew out a card. I think she had written around 20 of these cards and it was just so crazy. Tell the she, card. Yeah, she went around the room and basically you would get a card out. and they, She prayed over them, believing that the Lord would uh, lead the right person to the right card that was specific mm -hmm. for them. And so... And he, it gets to him and he pulls out the card and it was counsel. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember him pulling it out and we both looked at each other and it was just like, wow, look at God. He's so good, you know, and yeah, just, cool. and like I said, we're not going to hit every single little thing, but just so you guys know, there was always something happening that God was confirming this for him. And you the know? reason we remember and have this information is because we wrote these words down. And so I want to point out the fact that when you get these kind of words if you're in a church that allows for that kind of thing or an environment that is conducive for the Holy Spirit to to 
work through people in that way. If you get a word, I highly suggest you write it down. Write it down. And so... Um, you will be... I mean, I'm telling you now, we are amazed looking back at the words that we've received over the years and how God was literally giving us the stepping stones every step of the way. And even though in the time it didn't look like it, now that we can look back, it is crazy. Yeah. And so if you ever question certain things or whatever, you have these things to to draw back on and realize, oh, thank you, Lord, that you are faithful, that you're good, that you have a plan. And like I read in the beginning, the scripture talking about uh, Paul telling Timothy to wage his good warfare with the prophecies that went on that were spoken over him. So you use these prophetic words. If you're not to where you want to be yet and you know God's called you to something, you can use these words, specific words, as a way to to defeat the enemy and to be able to reach, you know, that goal that God has for you. Yeah. It's a way to warfare, to war in the spirit and to be able to get to where God's called you to be. So Yeah. Um but after he'd gotten that card counsel, it was just it's just another little way that God was saying, I, I promise you, I know what I'm doing. I'm leading you in the right way. You're doing what you're called to do. And, um, a few months later we were at a Sunday night of worship and he'd gotten another word and, and, um, it was, uh, when the moment of counseling takes place, there will be an anointing rest upon you that is beyond your ex experiential years. And it comes from the revelation of the word, which to me really kind of confirmed the word about having wisdom and ancient, you know, the key to the father's heart to the ancient, rev, you know, wisdom of the word that you can use to help people and, mm -hmm. and, um, that your office was going to be filled. And so it's just one little thing after another, we know that he's taken the right steps, but in behind the scenes, schooling was taking a while. And yeah, because at the time that I got this this calling or this, uh, this word, you know, I, I guess in my mind, in my finite understanding, I was expecting it to just <laughs> happen overnight. <laughs> exactly. The Lord's <laughs> called me to do it. This is what I'm uh -huh. supposed to do. And so this is going to happen. And by next week, I'm going to be where I want to be. And obviously we can see that that didn't happen. And so mm -hmm. there was some, uh, there were some things that had to be formed and there were some just, uh, things that needed to be built up. Yeah. And so, it took time. It, it did. Took, uh, seed time and harvest, you could say. And so there was a seed that had to be planted. There was a <laughs> watering that had to be taken place before the final uh, birthing or unveiling of the plant. And so, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> I, I was literally going to talk about, oh, you know, you <laughs> uh, and a few months later, we're in November now. Actually, this was on our son's birthday. I just oh. noticed that. Um, November 23rd, 2021. 20, uh, the Lord gave me Isaiah thirty seven thirty. This year you shall eat what grows of itself, and the second year what springs from that. Then in the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards, and eat their fruit. Um, and God really just took that and He laid out a timeline of of the prophetic words that God had or God had given to people uh, through people, through people to tell. Um, and it was all about you know His you know how it led into His calling, kind of the stepping stones and. 2017 is kind of when he talked about, you know, feeling dissatisfied, knowing there was something more. Mm -hmm. 2018 is when he started breaking up that fallow ground, which, you know, I talked about that word he'd given me about the fallow ground mm -hmm. and prepping the land. And that was when you started your schooling. Mm -hmm. um, and then 2019 and 2020 were prepping the land years because those were the years where that's literally what you're doing. You're just praying and seeking the Lord and doing your school. Mm -hmm. It was kind of quiet. 
And then in 2021, it was the year that the sowing, reaping, and planting really started. Because we knew you're getting towards the end of your schooling. You knew it was going to come to an end soon. You were going to get your degrees and different things like that. Mm -hmm. And then we knew that 2022 was going to be the year that you were eating the fruit of the land. So we knew 2022 was when the counseling was going to start. And so... Yeah, and so... Through this, it was taking sometimes a little longer than I wanted, and I would get kind of, I guess... Antsy. Antsy, and I just kind of got tired of, I don't know, taking forever. And it was kind of hard at times and be able to, to work through these things, and I just wanted it to be over. And so I probably was getting complacent sometimes and neglecting at other times just because I got, you know, felt like it was dragging on and on. Mm -hmm. and I was never getting there. And so still trying to be an employee and a husband and a, and a father and all those other things. And so it was, it was taking longer than I expected and wanted. And so I was really trying to push myself, praying, Lord, help me to be able to overcome these, these things and be able to get it done, get yeah. it taken care of. And I remember really setting a goal for, uh, at the end of 2021, knowing that, uh, 2022 was going to be where I finally, finally finalized some things. Mm -hmm. And so I was really setting some goals to try to complete those things. And Which, and like you like I said, you know, I'm going to say it again. I'm just going to reiterate. There's a lot of things that were said and done behind the scenes that we didn't share. But uh, during these times when he would start to feel this way, it was always, God was always so good, but always give you a little encouragement from somebody. Mm -hmm. Or he would, you know, speak to you through the word, a little word of encouragement, different things. And so... There was God is always so good of like when you start to doubt or you start to question or you start to, you know, whatever, he would come in and say, hey, I, I've got you. I yeah. know, in my I know what I'm doing. It wasn't a thump on the head. It was more of a uh, pick up and sweep off. And, yeah, uh, an exhortation. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that just shows the character of God, his goodness. And he's he wasn't uh, he wasn't angry. He wasn't. Hard. He was gentle. He was a good father, and he just wanted to remind me and encourage me. And so, yeah, those were uh, just some great characteristics that I really appreciate about the Lord. And so, so jumping into twenty twenty two, you're at the final stages of your schooling, um, and so there are certain things that happened over the first few months of twenty twenty two. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, there were some things that needed to take place because I knew that uh, the end was near and I was going to transition and phase into that next season. And so my uh, certification was going to be licensed pastoral counselor. Um, and so uh, with uh, obviously uh, certification in temperament therapy. So being certified in temperament through the National Christian Counselor Association, but the title is Pastoral Counseling. And so because of that, I needed to be credentialed. And I know we talked about earlier about getting my credentialing uh, or my certification as a credentialed minister, but I never actually did it. Um, mm -hmm. I never went through the process until basically I, it came down to the last last kind of moment, so to speak. Well, you'd gotten the words before you even knew what you were supposed to do. So that was another thing. It didn't really make sense of why am I supposed to get my credentials if I'm not called to be a pastor. So. Yeah, and I didn't want to go and get my credentials way, you know, ahead. I just didn't see, it didn't sound necessary. And so mm -hmm. I ended up waiting. And so it came to a point where it was, it was a necessity kind of, and it was something that I wanted to get at this point just because I wanted to, uh, 
you know, the scripture says, study to show yourself approved, a workman not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And so uh, just having these kind of things, there were some people that might respect that more and realize that I've done my due diligence mm-hmm. in uh, knowing the word of God and being able to minister effectively. And so anyway, so I'll, at 2022, I really start setting some goals to finally hunker down and do everything I can to be able to, to finish this thing out, finish strong. And so... I think it was March that I started doing the paperwork for the uh, Christ for the Nations, Dallas, Texas. That was the uh, credentialed ministry um, center that I was going to be credentialed through. And so I started doing the paperwork through that. And it was going to be like a, a couple month process of being able to getting everything I needed to get uh, grilled out and all the requirements that they required. And so I finally gotten that sent in and I was approved and so the uh, the actual ceremony was going to take place in May and then you know leading up to that I finally got my schooling done it was finally finalized um, I had uh, finished everything I needed to finish and so it was the month of May that my wife and I Valerie and I went down to Dallas Texas we went to the credentialing ceremony um, that's where I got credentialed as a as a minister and then I think it was a couple of weeks later that my uh, degree finally came in the mail yeah. and my certifications. And so uh, here we are finally at the end, at the end, uh, the end goal. And so all the pieces came together. Now the puzzles finally formed. And so now I have these things. And now the next thing I guess is to just uh, open it up and start it out. And what does that you know look like? And how does that, what is that going to take? And so, well, you'd gotten these things. And so now we knew, Okay, so what does this look like now? And I knew there was going to be some transitioning and, you know, uh, quitting this thing and starting the next thing and trying to finalize times and all the things that are required of opening up my own pastoral counseling practice. And so, well, to kind of go back a little bit, when you had started your YouTube videos, uh, you had also decided to start a Facebook page because you were going to post your videos on there. And share other words, you know, through that page and stuff like that. And you had decided to call it Salt and Light Ministries. Yeah, I think it was when I did my, when I started my YouTube videos. And I you know, I felt, uh, I can't remember if I prayed about it or I was reading the Word of God. You know, Matthew 5.13 goes into uh, being salt of the earth, light of the world. Uh, the Beatitudes uh, section there. Mm-hmm. And so that really resonated with me. And so I felt like, oh, that's a good a good name for this. Uh, YouTube channel and things mm-hmm. like that. And so Salt and Light Ministries is what I ended up calling that. And so, yeah. Well, I bring that up because when I remember throughout the years of you doing your schooling, we would talk about so what when you start your practice, what, what are you going to call it? You know, and so there was, yeah, there was obviously some some daydreaming and some yeah. vision casting taking place behind the scenes. And I remember like different that. names we would mention, and it was just kind of like nothing really ever felt right, you know. Um, but once we had gotten all this, we'd started try, you know, really started putting the pieces together. Okay, this is so now we want to. Oh, he want you know you want to open up your practice. You want to be able to actually start counseling and and so praying about a name and uh, you really just were like I really just kind of want to do salt and light counseling ministry and just kind of you know like use that stepping stone that you had started you know years ago and just kind of bring it in you know and into this and so. And it just kind of felt right. And so we um, we started the process of 
you know, we gave it a name and then you had um, had a logo that you had been using. We decided to use that same logo. So we kind of worked on that and made it right. So now we had a name and a logo and, and um, you were starting to work things out with our pastor. Like, you know, I'd like to do counseling up at the point and, you know, it just well, kind of. I mean, it, it was already in place for that because when we were remodeling this building, it had, we had already talked about that, you know, that the office was going to be for counseling. For counseling. Like that. Mm-hmm. So it was already in place and it was already the plan. It just wasn't there yet. Yeah. So. But so this time you're just kind of like, you're setting things up, you know, now mm-hmm. this is what it's going to look like. And and so that's that's what happened, you know, over the next few months. Um, you got all this done in May. And so basically all in June, um, the first few weeks in June is what when we were taking the time to kind of start building it and uh i think it was the beginning of june is when i put it in my resignation it was for the end of june so the last day of june is when i officially re- was going to resign mm-hmm. so i'd let them know about a month ahead of time that this was taking taking place and going to happen well in a few weeks after that after you'd put in your resignation uh we had decided that before we'd actually like launched your counseling ministry we wanted to kind of make a mention that it was going to come. Yeah, so we had planned for the starting date to be July 5th. And so I'd let the school know that I was going to be resigning the last day of June. And so a couple of weeks before we actually launched it, we had put it out there. Yeah, and so we made a Facebook post basically just announcing that this was going to be, you know, June 5th. Introducing Salt and Light Counseling Ministry, mm-hmm. you know, blah, 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 all that. And... uh during that time when the when we had launched it, we had prayed, you know, like, Lord, just pray that this reaches people it's supposed to, you know, whatever. And while we were unveiling that, the Lord said that the par- paradigm shift has begun. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was just like, oh, my goodness, you know, here it is a few years later and you're finally getting this, you know. Another kind of piece the, of this, uh, what that word meant, of, yeah. because you had never really knew. I mean, you'd gotten that word, and you're just like, "What does that even mean?" It's you know, vague and, and cloudy, and so finally, it started to light started to finally form on this this word coming out. And yes, and what was crazy is that uh, there's a Facebook page I follow called Into Its Light Ecclesia Rising, um, and they had just released a word about a paradigm shift. Mm. And it was literally minutes before we had released your, launched your, you know, information. And then he gave me that word. So it was just really kind of cool how the the Lord spoke through that. But so you had launched your ministry and then a month later, or well, I guess not even quite a month, you opened your practice. Yeah. And so we knew that this was all kind of new and just starting out. And through this time that we knew that this was a... um, uh, a new thing that the Lord was doing, kind of pioneering something new, at least for our area and for um, the church we belong to. But it was just something new. And so didn't really know what exactly that looked like fully. And so we're just walking it out step by step. And so and it's been almost a year. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Coming this July 5th will be one year. And uh, it, we're, I'm not everywhere. We're not everywhere that to the place, full the fullest potential that God I don't think that God wants us to be. We're still growing in certain things, and I'm still establishing certain things. But it's uh, definitely from starting off that first several months, it was pretty bleak, and it was it was pretty rough. But uh, things are starting to to 
take a little more root and so the word's getting out and so I have it started small, you know, yeah. and we well, of course like the, the Lord was said, do not despise small beginnings yeah. and so Anyway, go ahead. Well, I was just, I was going to say that, you know, the Lord had given words about not despising small beginnings and it did start small, but I know that every time that you have come home after a session or I've talked to you, it's just, I can tell that it's, you're in your comfort zone. You're feeling peace and joy being able to do the thing that God has called you to do. Yep. It's been nice finding that niche, that place that was right for me, that God's called me. That was, you know, I believe from when he created me, this is what his purpose was for me. And I just had to get in line with his will. And when yeah. I did that, he revealed it. And so it's pretty cool. Another crazy thing I just thought of. Uh, so this all started in 2016. That was seven years ago. Yeah. And we're in 2023. And it's just like seven years, you know. Yeah. Full completion. The completion. biblical year of, yeah. of, of completion. So, anyway. Pretty cool. New so, beginnings and completion, one or the other. So, yeah. Both of them. Well, you just had a verse you wanted to share, and then we will uh, close out this very long episode. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, you guys can take, uh, and not every part of it's going to resonate with your life, but listen, God's not a respecter of persons. No. And he doesn't like me or love me more than he likes or loves you. And so, Honestly, what he did for me, he'll do for any one of you. All you have to do is lay down your will, seek his mm -hmm. will, and take and accept his will for your life. And, and he'll uh, he'll be able to start start doing things and start revealing things, start piecing the puzzle, I believe, for your life. And so, I mean, he's really kind of even doing that for me. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, maybe we'll share my origin story in another time, but he is no respecter of persons. And honestly, my my walk really hasn't looked that much different than yours. I mean, it's just been a lot of laying down and seeking the Lord and him giving me pieces of the puzzle until I finally got the piece, you know? And yeah, so get the full picture. Yeah. And so really it just starts with the hunger and with that hunger comes seeking after him. Yeah. Anyways, that's why, you know, Proverbs three, five was one that always resonated with me. And it really is, uh, important is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Yeah. A lot of times we we have this idea of what our life we think it should be or we want it to be and that's kind of our will and so God has his will and when we get in line with his will he'll make his will known to us so that he'll reveal certain things and so we can walk in his will and his will is good. Um, this, what I'm doing now is something I never would have thought of before. Something I've never would have came up on my own, no. but it's something that is more joyful and happy to me. It's that perfect fit for me. And it's something that I would have never came up on my own. No, so. no. And not to put anything or anybody down, but the way you grew up. No. Yeah. I mean, would have never. Wasn't, this wasn't something. Your family's me. very blue collar, you um, know? And so, and you even were. Yeah, and so. Hard work and, uh. Uh, blood sweat and tears kind of thing and and so this was just a whole a whole new paradigm shift it, it really was, was. something totally mm -hmm. different than i ever would have thought or expected but it's been a blessing to me and yeah. it would, would have never happened if i wouldn't have seek the lord's will so my point is his will is not burdensome it's good yeah and what he's called you to do is going to be a joy and a delight for you and so it'll yeah, be a blessing for sure. so let me leave with a couple of scriptures uh ephesians 2 10 says we are God's workmanship, also known as a masterpiece or poem. We are God's poetry, his work of art, created in Christ Jesus for good works, 
which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So because of Christ, our relationship with God through Christ, God will work out his poetry in your life. And so my point is that, you know, we're all works, work of art for God. And when we allow him to just piece those puzzles together, he can do something great with our lives. And so another one, uh, let's see, 2 Chronicles 16, 9 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth, to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. So God is desiring to reveal himself to those who are seeking after him. So my point is, if you find yourself not sure what you want to do, knowing there's something more of holy dissatisfaction, you might say, I just encourage you to seek after the Lord. He'll reveal his divine will for you. And yeah. so and everyone does. Yep. Everyone has a divine will. Everybody so. has a purpose. God has a purpose for each and every one of us. And yeah. so it's those that really kind of I guess get sick and tired of of the same old, same old and want something new. That's when they start making certain choices and changes and allowing God to to reveal those things. So Yeah. Well guys, we hope that you uh, learned and learned more about who we are and who Tell is and how he uh fell into this, you know, calling and I just pray that it, it resonates with you. And if you like it and you think somebody else would receive from it, share, like, share this podcast on your socials. Um, we would love to hear from you, get a hold of us. We'd love to hear where you're from, where you're listening from, what this podcast meant to you. And, um, you could check out his website, saltandlightcouncil.com, for more information. If you would like to have a temperament test, there is a way to be able to get it on there. So yeah. so check it out. Let us know if it ministered to you, if it was a blessing to you. Let me pray us out. Lord, I thank you for those who hear this uh, throughout you know, every country that, you know, those who uh, throughout the ends of the earth, no telling where this is going to go, Lord. But I just pray that it is a blessing and a ministry. And it ministers to them, Lord. Yes. I thank you, Lord, that you bless them, keep them, make your face shine upon them. Be gracious to them, lifting up your countenance upon them. And, Lord, that you'd give them your peace. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening. If you have enjoyed your time with us, please support us by subscribing, leaving a review and rating, and sharing with anyone you feel may benefit from this podcast. For more information, check out saltandlightcouncil.com. Blessings.